Okay, so uh, should we get started? Should I do? Should I do the introduction or should This else is it. I don't know who wants. Uh, I think you should do it, Danny, because you're oh, kind shit. of steering the ship. Okay. You are. You're steering this Ugh. audio ship. You're the keeper of the keys, and those keys open a dungeon. You're the master of the dungeon and you're, the dragon potentially. You are master and commander. It's actually dungeon commander now. Yeah. So there's been an you're, update. You're a dungeon in the streets <laughs> and a dragon in the sheets. Oh, that's shit, yeah. dude. <laughs> Fucking yeah. got him. That's going that's to it. Uh, Big okay. reptile so, vibes. So uh, welcome, everybody, to our as of yet named Dungeons and Dragons podcast. That'll Woo! have a name by the time you're hearing it, at least. I got to not say uh so much. That's something I got to work on with myself <laughs> in 2021. There's a resolution. Is that you your resolution? Out, I mean, though. you feel like a whole new person, right? And this whole new person does not say, uh, is that what you're trying to say? Basically, yeah. Every time I say, uh, I got to come up with something else like, uh, underwear. Ooh. That's getting cut out. That's getting wow. cut out. Wow. Under uh, Armour, our first corporate sponsorship. Our first sponsor. Our yeah. first ad today is brought to you by Under Armour. Yep. So we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons together as friends and family on, on a podcast for you to listen to. So it's going to be fun, and I'm going to like it, and I'm sure everyone else is going to like it. So uh, I wanted to start by talking about our Dungeons & Dragons experience before we launch into all the stuff about the game and who we are and who our characters are and things like that. So Jessica, why don't you start with your Dungeons & Dragons life experience? Oh, boy. Okay. So I started playing when I was 18, 19. I don't know. I had like just started working at Disney and a bunch of us were like, hey, we're nerds. Let's get together and do this. And it was 3.5 and 3.5 was a very fun game. And we had like this group that was like every week for I want to say like two years and it was the fucking best thing. And then we tried to play 4.0 and that sucked. And then uh, 5.0 came out and it was excellent, but I didn't talk to any of those people anymore, and I didn't have a group until I kind of forced you to learn how to play it. I was like, Daniel also Barkley, correct. this is the game that you want to play. And you're like, yeah, 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 okay, sure. And then, I was more receptive than that. And then you started listening to podcasts about D&D, and you were like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. <laughs> so On blast. Thank you for that. But You're welcome. <laughs> But I love D&D. I've loved RPGs forever. And uh, I'm very excited. Yes. Good. I'm Woo! glad you're excited. How about David Tercero? Hello. What do you, uh, what do you bring into the table D&D wise? I'm, I'm the guy that plugs in on the microphone. So if this podcast sounds terrible, it's my fault. I'm sorry. Also. I'll fix it uh, in post. It's okay. Okay. I bring to the table imagination. And that's Ew. about it. I don't actually know. I don't actually know how to play Dungeons Dragons. My first time ever playing was with Jessica and Danny, and we started a game, technically still ongoing outside of this, but for like five years ago or six years ago or something like that. How long has it been? Uh, it was in 2016, so four years. Oh, okay. Well, seven years ago, great. Uh, we started playing D and D, and I've <laughs> I've gone on adventures, and I've amassed wonderful magical armor and stuff. I still don't really know how to play. Dungeons and Dragons after all this time, but that's okay because I play with Danny, 
who then just tells me, no, you're not doing it right. Do it this way instead. And then I never learn. <laughs> that's all. That's really all you really need is just a DM with patience. And as, as you will hear in our ongoing adventures, Danny will be very frustrated with me and it'll be funny. No, 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 no. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, David. Uh, Eric Lefebvre, how about you? Hi, my name's Eric Lefebvre. Before I get into that history, I do have a title pitch. Okay. And that Ooh. pitch is Dunge Stands and Drag Stands. Almost, Think about it. Almost. almost. Think about it. Okay. Spend some time on it. It's better Mar- than the Dippin' Dot suggestion. Marinate. Marinate. I'll let it simmer. Uh, we just call it D&D, and then when people are like, that seems very basic, it's like, no, it stands for Dippin' Dots. Get it together. <laughs> like, you're, that's really surface. That's a surface reading. Um, No, my history with the game of Dungeons & Dragons is I've seen both D&D community episodes, and that's where it ends. <laughs> Yeah, I have no history. I've never played this game. I was like such a jock, so like I never played. No, I'm just kidding. I just, I don't, I don't, I know very little about it. So this is going to be a very, um, a fun experience for me. I'm assuming very taxing experience for you. I'm no. so excited for like all of like for like we're gonna be like okay I want to do this and this and this and then Danny's like oh my god how do I make this happen okay fine yeah. okay fine so like if you like hearing people being frustrated this is probably what's gonna happen but it's You're okay because it. we are but all so cute frustrated out of love because <laughs> I love doing this shit I I live for D and love this game I love playing it I love introducing people to it I love character creation and teaching people the rules and things like that. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll go on this journey together. Uh, like Dave mentioned, I was in that group that started playing in 2016 when Jessica kind of sort of made us start playing. You're yeah, welcome. pretty much. <laughs> we played with some other friends. And then after a while, I was like, oh, Dungeon Master, I want to do that. I want to be all the characters and make up the story and tell people what happens and stuff like that. So I did. That, I bought all the that... books and I read all the books and I know all the rules, mostly kind of not really whatever. But yeah, it's, uh, I, this is great, and I love doing this, and I'm really, really excited, and it's going to be fantastic. One of the things that I super, super love about D&D is every group I've ever played with doesn't play it correctly, because like, there's some rules that like go over, you know, over encumbrance, and you need to have these spell components, and you need to pick your spells, and all this stuff, and I'm- Oh, I know. I like- how fluid it can be if you choose to ignore some of those rules i feel like it's funner and like i'm a fan of doing feats and ability scores and all of this because like it's just so fun narratively. don't worry Eric, we'll, we'll figure it out i also love feats and ability scores feats and abilities There's if you be want feats picks if oh, you want feats picks ela febri at Give it Venmo. A Venmo. It was yeah. a Venmo. Yeah. send me yeah. some money and i'll send you the hottest feast pick you've ever seen <laughs> is there a feast pick for that one? What did you say? Wait, what is it called? Feats? It's feats. a feats. Like, oh, like F-E-A-T-S. F-E-A-T-S. You get feats. Sorry, I'll send you feast and feats. Oh. So, it'll be a feat real, feast. It's going to be a feat feast. feast. Fit for it'll, a like, Okay, what I'm picturing right now is just like, you know how like you see the quintessential like turkey for Thanksgiving, like with this beautiful spread, but instead of like the turkey, it's just a foot there. Yep. like But a beautiful and, foot. But beautiful. beautiful beautifully Gorgeous. lit, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Beautifully, like, lathered with butter. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> what Goodness. am I talking about? Goodness. So before we get into <laughs> our characters and how we'll be playing this adventure, uh, I wanted to mention a few things for our players and for the listeners about the way this game is going to kind of be played. We kind of just mentioned we don't really play it, quote, the right way. So 
some basic housekeeping things. We are starting our characters at level three, not level one. So Whoa. these characters have already seen some stuff. It's not their first rodeo. They're already going to have a few abilities and We've things. We've killed to build so off many of. dragons by this point. They're already. Uh, it's not, okay, but what? for real, though, like levels one and two are so boring, and you don't even get like anything for your class or anything until level three. So I just. I feel like every D&D session should start at level three, but yeah. that's just me. At least so in 5.0. In the fiction, it's going to be that you're not just like a regular Joe who's picking up a sword for the first time. You're somebody who has, you know, been around the block, fought once or twice already. Yeah. As far as spell casting, I know we'll have some spell casters in the group. We are not playing with the rules about preparing spells because I always thought that was kind of weird. If you were a wizard, you can only cast the eight spells you wrote down when you woke up that morning. Like that doesn't really make any sense. If you're a wizard, you're a wizard, you know? So there are no, no preparing spells. If you are a certain level, you know, all the spells at that level. It's fine. It's magic. Mm -hmm. There's no limits on magic. Also, we're not playing with the material elements of spells. You don't need to, you know, a thousand gold piece diamond and 10 raven feathers to cast flight or anything like that that's just that's for fashion that's flight, not but... for spell components <laughs> not... so... right <laughs> you can have the 10 raven feathers and the diamond if you want but you don't need it to cast the spells it's for aesthetic not utility right it's yeah. uh fashion over function which is just as important in this universe oh that yeah we're building, fashion's gonna so... be a big role here oh yeah jessica mentioned encumbrance encumbrance is not officially a thing i'm not gonna count up the weight of all the items you are carrying and say, you can't carry that one pound thing because you'll be too heavy. Oh. Um, but if you want to carry a lot of stuff, you're going to need to kind of justify it. So you can't just have like, oh, I have seven swords in my backpack. I'll be like, really? Do you? What if it's a really good backpack? If you have or a magic what if, backpack, then yeah, sure. Or what if it's like, it's like a, a golf caddy or a golf course thing and you carry that around like a golf caddy what if you have like a whole separate person that is able to carry all that stuff for you like a little lackey mm. or like a ghost you... or, or a ghost. like what if you have an ass like what if like you don't have a steed you have like Whoa. a oh, I have an ass <laughs> I think we've got don't the ass covered <laughs> is that oh, already canon is that already part concept. of our backstory yes so no all that's great like if you could if you have a reason in fiction to have stuff <sighs> yeah but I want to Build it into the narrative, basically, if you want to do all that stuff. And that goes for anything. Like, if you decide, I want to cast this spell, I might ask, okay, how does it look kind of thing. There's rules yeah. in the, the Tasha book that just came out about modifying spells that I'm going to want to get into. Speaking of, we are using all the elements from Xanthar and from Tasha, the D&D books. Uh, Eric, Tell her I say hi. The, okay. Don't worry about those, Eric. That's, that's more on my end. No, I just haven't seen her in a long time. Tell her I say hey. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, we're playing with <laughs> attunement of magic items. That's a new thing for our group, but uh, attunement will be a thing for magic items. We'll get to that when it's relevant. Uh, rules are a guideline, but they are not the holy word of law. I'd rather do a cool shit and have fun than be a rules lawyer. Yeah, no fucking cops. Yeah, no cops. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All rules we lawyers are, are bastards. We are anti-cop D&D pod. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> let's get that out of the way now. Just let our listeners know where we stand right away. Yeah. Uh, I will not be... I'm not incorporating any official D&D maps slash locations slash cities. So we're not going to go to like Baldur's Gate or Neverwinter. We're not on Faerun, uh, all that stuff. Again, Eric, don't worry about it. But uh, I'm making up my own world with my own cities and stuff like that. So you won't see any familiar places Will we there. have like new, new San Diego or yes, like... Uh... Be, uh, <laughs> there'll be uh, fantasy Los Angeles. We can go there. It's mm -hmm. terrible. Traffic's miserable. I love... Um, the carriages also, are outrageous. <laughs> oh my god! And like the lift prices too. Like mm -hmm. fucking go fifty off. shillings. Can you believe it? My god! But it's literally a guy just comes and lifts you up and carries yeah. you. Yeah, you go. <laughs> just a no, It's a fucking giant who throws you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you want to ride? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, that's in the game now. I just decided. Oh, um, which kind of speaking of, I dig sort of somewhat collaborative storytelling. Like, yeah, I'm the DM and I'm the one telling you what happens and where the world is and all that kind of stuff. But it's more fun if we all get to kind of contribute. So if something funny like that, like that lift thing, sure, I'll make that into the game, whatever. I want to ask you guys questions about the world sometimes. Like, what do you what do you see over there that's relevant to you? Or what do you find in this box that's, you know, important to your character or something like that? It's not as fun if I'm just telling you what you see 100% of the time. So trying to incorporate some of the methods from games like Monster of the Week or Uncharted Worlds, where players get to kind of contribute a little bit more to the world building. So we're all in this together. It's our world. We're, we're making this Chill. place a safe space but. for all four of us to play this fun Dippin' Dots. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons game. Yeah. <laughs> so Honestly, it slips, rolls right off the tongue. That's basic things about the game and how we're going to play, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's see. You keep promising like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's the Danny guarantee. <laughs> I feel like, okay, <laughs> I feel like that should be like the flavor text to our, speaking of like, you know, picking our Dippin' Dots name, but it should be like something colon a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun. If you're only having a lot of fun. The, the a lot of fun is an asterisk. <laughs> It's a footer. <laughs> it's a footnote. There if you're only go. having yeah. a little fun, return the rest of this podcast, the part you haven't listened to yet, and we will get you yeah. your money back. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Does that technically make this podcast clickbait? If we Could promise be. right up front that, oh my God, you're going to have so much fun with this. Episode Minute 7 will blow your mind. will shock you. Yeah. yeah. Guess what we're promising with this episode? It's a lot of fun. That's it's a lot of, It's just so much fun, really. <laughs> Let's see. Things the players would know. So things your characters would know about this world, since I just mentioned that it's not the official D&D world. It's a standard fantasy setting. There's magic, there's dragons, there's heroes, there's gold, horses, all that stuff. There's no like laser guns or any. It's not a futuristic thing. It's your standard fantasy setting. You are located on the continent of Constance. That is the entire known world to you. A few ships have returned from sea around Constance, claiming to see other lands out in the distance. But no one who has set out for these lands has ever returned with any proof, and some have not returned at all. So as far as your characters are concerned, this continent you are on, called Constance, is the known world. Okay. Uh, other land is generally considered a myth. Should we also mention that we're playing with like some homebrew shit, too, in addition to like the actual D&D stuff? Yeah, definitely. In addition to the way we play, it's also plenty of homebrew shit, which we'll get to, especially when we get to Dave's character, and possibly some other items as well. But yeah, a lot of homebrew shit. If it's cool, I want to do it. So if it's not in the player's handbook, it's still very much on the table. Uh, the things your characters would know about this world, there is a, a deity system different than Dungeons and Dragons. There are the overgods and the undergods. And I have made a handy little uh, visual representation of this for you, which maybe one day we'll put on our Instagram or something. Maybe like a show notes thing or something. Ooh. So you'll notice there are two squares here. Whoa. Fucking artiste. So, wow, those are some nice squares. I know. I, I tried really hard to make them even. I don't you, think I did. Wait, did you use a ruler? Because I did that not. so even. I did not use a ruler. But basically, there are eight overgods and eight undergods. The overgods wow. are light, air, water, earth, nature, I think it's a heart. Love and knowledge. Love is in there. Okay. Do I need to write this down? No. Okay. This is just something your character would know that the it's a polytheistic deity system understood um, which one is the planet uh it's when you combine all eight okay How, but can you hack the planet when you unlock that skill at level five damn all right so those are all typically good things right and you'll notice a lot of houses in this world will have this square up in their homes and each 
each god has a little symbol. So for light, it's a little sun. For knowledge, it's a little book. You see that? For uh, mm. love, it's a little heart, right? And the way it works is that whatever whatever you're looking for at the time, uh, you kind of tilt the square so that one is up. So if you need some knowledge, you're praying for knowledge or whatever, you tilt the square. If you're praying for mm. love, you tilt the square so love is on top kind of thing. See how that works? Mm. Okay. It's like a rotating thing. Those are the over gods. On the other side of that little square, the same square but on the other side are the under gods. And these are typically the ones that do the bad stuff. What do you know? And they're the, all the opposites. So there is darkness, sickness, blood, war, fire, famine, fear, and lies. So that's the metal side. That's so, the heavy metal side. Yeah, the brutal. under gods. Holy shit. Like the death Blo- metal side. Fucking blood. Blood and lies. Mm-hmm. Those are That's... all the undergods, the undergod of blood, the undergod of lies, etc. So these are still incorporated on the same square in the homes, right? But it's always pretty much not showing because nobody would want to necessarily pray for lies and fear. But the idea is, you know, you can't have good without evil, blah, 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 blah. Love. I'm not a very theistic person in my actual life, so that's as far as I'm going to go with it. But those things exist. There are eight overgods, eight undergods. They have opposites. And they are rumored to sometimes come to constants in humanoid form and interact with Whoa. individuals Ooh, okay so, so kind of like a greek I, gods kind of thing yes it's a very like, greek god kind of system are we playing xena warrior princess maybe i cannot wait to meet blood daddy uh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so stoked and not wait gonna he's so gonna be cute. so hot it's silly <laughs> so those are things your characters would know about this world that are relevant okay. to bring up now so okay chill that's what i have for you what do you guys have for me Let's talk about the characters you will be playing in this adventure that promises to be a lot of fun. Love. I know Jessica is probably the most ready for this. Oh, well, yeah. So I want to play a druid, a wood elf druid, I think. And my origin story is going to be... Well, what's your um, name? Oh, Stephanie. Like Persephone. Persephone without the per? Yeah. Yeah. And like... I have like a background where it's like uh, the background is like folk hero. So like I'm it has been prophesied that I am supposed to be this amazing life changing whatever fucking person for my people. And the thing about that is I don't want that. I don't give a shit about that. And that doesn't interest me. And so because I like grew up with all of that fanfare and all of that, I'm also just incredibly jaded. So I left and went out into the world And I'm going to use something from Tasha's called the sidekick. So my goal is never to draw attention to myself because I am either well known or because like I I don't want any praise. I don't want anything. I just want to fucking get a beer or like chill or do something. Right. So the person to take that off of me is my sidekick. So instead of like being the heroic person with the sidekick that is like just goes and does my stuff, this person is the sidekick that is playing the hero and I am playing the sidekick. So uh, whenever something happens, they're going to be like the, the Padme situation from Star Wars, right? So she does the thing. I get to go chill and do whatever I want. And I think that's going to be fun because my character is not good with charisma, doesn't have a lot of that. So I'm just going to let them do the thing and just kind of like tell them, yo, this is what I want to do, whatever. But then like, I'm not heartless. So like if, you know, we're in a situation where I can help, I don't generally like to be like a person that like, oh, here's a fire. I can put that fire out like and put the fire out and be like, oh, thank you so much. So I would like 
do that behind my back and just like walk away and hope nobody notices it was me or just have it look like my sidekick hero person did it. So I'm very excited to play with that dynamic because that's something I haven't done in D&D. And druids are the best class. I'm just going to say it. So yeah. Shots fired. Shots Have you fired. decided any details about your sidekick yet or will we meet them in adventure number one? I want to work with you on that. So maybe that's something we could do here because I don't want to play both characters. I don't think that would be fun. But I think if you played that sidekick as like an NPC, um, that can be fun and create some like conflict and areas for misunderstandings or misconceptions. So Hell yeah. There's going to be obvious times where like they like get asked to do something and they're like, uh, and they look at me and I'm like, fucking do the thing. And then like they do exactly the opposite of what I want them to do. And I so think they're that's. Your, they're your hero Patsy. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. And so why are you adventuring? Why aren't you, if you don't want to be this chosen one, why are you just like at home on the couch with a beer all the time? You're still like out in the world doing stuff though. Because people know where I live. (laughs) And so like, I can't just chill on my couch with like some fantasy wine. What does that mead? Anyway. I mean, mead's real. It's not. Yeah. That's that's true. It's fine. (laughs) Fantasy mead is much better though. But like, y'all people know where I live. And if I stay in one place too long, then they fucking find me. So I'm just, I always have to be out doing stuff. And also I always need money because like my bank account, if I look, if I use my credit card somewhere, then they're just going to fucking come and find me. So I, I need like under the table. So they can't track your fantasy credit cards. Yes. So you're kind of a wanderer a la the Kung Fu TV show, the Incredible Hulk TV show where you just go from town to town, help people out and then move on while the sad piano music plays over the credits. I don't necessarily need to help people out. I just need some money and some like chill time and then just just fucking bounce well sure the hulk didn't go from town to town meaning to help people he would just go there and then they'd be like oh my god the water tower is on fire if whatever and then he had to save a, a child or something and he's just <laughs> powers every episode it was great great television show i imagine your character is that but you're also julia roberts in that you can't even go to 7-eleven without a swarm of paparazzi chasing after you so you have to like run away from the crowds and like no i'm not really the hero no it's not me well that's why she's on the run right with the big sunglasses and the big hat and the just constantly lurking in the shadows getting away (laughs) from people well i mean i'm the reason that i'm like traveling to places too that aren't necessarily like druidic is because then like there's less of a chance that people are going to know me and all that stuff so you're not the chosen one for all of constance you're the chosen one for like specifically my tribe or my people or whoever that we can figure out at some point okay cool david Yes. Tell us about your character. My character. So I'm like Denny alluded to before. I'm going to be doing a little bit of homebrew. Just a little. For this. Just a little bit. I am going to be a that bard. Would mean all of it. But my character is actually going to be a robot is the is my race. So I am. Well, what's your what's your name? So my name. Hold on. It's a very long name and I have it written down. I am the Variance Alpha Psionic Altonian Lexo Transceiver. But, so we have to call you that every time? But the acronym for that is V-A-A-L or Val. So you can call me Val. It's nice to meet you. So I am a originally a robot that was made for battle by, help me out here, Danny, what's the name of the person that makes the things? You mean an artificer? Yeah. So an artificer made me for purposes of battle. It's like a war robot, basically. And during a big battle that we've yet to determine, 
the great I one was hit, knocked out, what you call it, and damaged. And suddenly all of my programming was wiped clean. My memory was erased and I don't know who I am or why I exist. And during that time, I was cast aside and later found near a dumpster outside of a club, like a discotheque club. <laughs> fantasy discotheque. And the DJ, the resident DJ of this dis- this fantasy discotheque club found me and decided to take me on as an apprentice. So I learned to become a DJ as a robot. That's why I'm a bard. And over time, I'm hoping as the events unfold that I will slowly return to my normal programming and get my memory back. But the best thing, or one of the best things, there's a lot of great things about this character. It's a lot of fun. One of the best (laughs) things about this character is the way you communicate. So So, whereas Jessica will be doing a character voice, I'll be doing a bunch of character voices, Eric presumably will be doing some voices. David, what are you doing? So I got really geeky because I was really excited to build this character. And I used Siri to build myself a soundboard, basically, of pre-programmed sayings. Here's one as an example. Hello. Or once I meet someone, here's my official greeting. Greetings. I am a variant Alpha Psionic Altonian Lexotransceiver Unit, model number XFCED001, but you can call me Val for short. It's great to meet you. So that's me, in a nutshell. And the uh, important thing to note is that you can't just type in whatever you want to fit the situation into this program, right? You, your right. character Val has a limited number of expressions, is that right? Yeah, so talking with Danny earlier off podcast about this, one of the fun game dynamics that we came up with for my character was that since I am damaged, I am a damaged robot with a corrupted central processor, what have you, that my speech patterns are limited and I only have a certain amount of responses that I can use in any conversation. Right now I have 12 of them and anytime that my character levels up, I get four more. So I have sort of pre-programmed 12 responses that I can use Two of which are also attacks because I'm a, I'm a bard. But I have things like... Oh, dear. No, thank you. Or... <laughs> Uh-oh. There seems to be some trouble with my memory engram matrix. And on the diagnostic protocol. Just a sec. So no matter the situation, <laughs> so if a guard, a city guard, walks up and sees this robot trying to pick a lock or something and goes, Hey, what are you doing? Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> sort of like for anybody listening to this who has an iPhone, Siri sucks usually, and you try to ask Siri to do something and it doesn't really work very well. We just got sued by Apple. Thank you. Uh, imagine <laughs> that, but like it gets better over time. So like I'll ask Siri something and I'll go, how can I help you today? And then I'll say, you know, what is two cups in ounces? And I'll say, here's what I found on the web for you. I'm basically a limited, <laughs> I'm basically yeah. a limited version of an intelligence at the moment. And over time, I will become more useful in our gameplay. Maybe. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But that's very exciting. All right. Eric, what do you have for us? Hi. I'm excited because I knew I knew about Stephanie and I knew about Val ahead of time. I have no idea what you're bringing to the table. So I don't know if this is going to help us or... We'll, we'll see. My character is a human. I know. Shocker. Oh, my God. Um, his name is Jared. His whole deal is he is a fucking liar um, and by that, I mean, he's a salesperson. So the entirety <laughs> yeah! of his character is trying to sell people things. But on the reverse side of that, you could call him a borrower uh, of sorts. I would say thief. 
But uh, but he would say borrower. He would say borrower, yeah. So he's also very charismatic, so he can spin sort of any story into fitting whatever the situation calls for. And that can, in certain instances, help the group get through places they otherwise wouldn't necessarily be able to. His backstory is essentially... Well, as he tells it, but again, he's a fucking liar, so we have no idea what his backstory is. That's true. He, make, he makes shit up on the fly. So what? Every time. Every time. Every it's time. Different. Yeah. I feel like at certain points, his name might not even be Jared. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might change it depending on the circumstance. But his whole deal is like, from what he has said, he has sort of been jilted by the majority of his family and friends and therefore wants to do right by the world in giving people joy and to him joy is capital so he's a big old capitalist and part of that adventure for him is selling things and crafting narratives around those things and convincing people that these things bring joy or whatever it is he's intending is he part of like the wellness industry Kind, well, he, but that's the thing though, maybe. <laughs> so most of, most of this, he can convince you that yes, at one point in his time, possibly eight years ago, when he may or may not have been 27, he was a part of the wellness <laughs> industry for a short time. By short time, it could be a year, it could be 10. Who has any clue? Um, he might have been a VP. We're not sure. Either way, uh, yeah, that's his, that's his deal. So we don't really know if his name is actually Jared or if he actually is a human or if he's actually (laughs) actually a salesman. So so for the purposes of the game, I am saying, yes, his name is Jared at this time. Currently Jared. Currently, yeah. He he very much lives in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's a very... We'll see. <laughs> we'll see who this person is. So when you say borrower, does he also steal shit then? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Do you want to know the truth? Uh, oh, I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I want stuff to unravel kind of uh, well, narratively. Yeah. But as far as gameplay wise, then, are you a rogue? Have you kind of settled on the class? So this is not a character thing. I thought we were going to do it. Like, Can we do it together? I thought we were doing it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. So, so the reason that if you had Dave, an idea in mind, though, that's what I was asking. So relative, so human with high charisma was sort of the base. Okay. My class, I guess, probably rogue. I imagine, right? Do you think rogue? Uh, the thing with rogues, they are very sneaky. Because I was going to so, say that or bard. Let's see. Rogue is a scoundrel who uses stealth and trickery to overcome obstacles and enemies. Fuck it, I'm a rogue. Whereas bards are inspiring magicians whose power echoes the music of creation. Oh, then no, JK, I'm a rogue. <laughs> yeah, so you're a so if you're going to be a borrower or somebody who kind of conceals their identity a lot or changes their identity, I think that fits yes. rogue pretty well. You could be a rogue with high charisma. Yeah, there's probably there's rogue builds we can figure out. Yeah, because I mean, that's that's also part of like deception and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, we are using the rules from from Tasha, which are a little bit more free for changing your character how you see fit. So. Um, spoiler alert, I have a minus three in charisma, so they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like Val is very high in charisma either. Is that right, Dave? Um, because you only say 12 things. Right, exactly. And so, I'm also, I'm also a robot. You can't really be char- charismatic unless you're like some kind of love machine or something. I don't know. Well, and like do- the charisma thing also like feeds into like why I just don't give a shit and don't want to be a leader. Cause I'm actually not a natural leader. And so I think, yeah. 
I have years of experience in leadership. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Do not Wait worry. I actually started a company that's based in leadership skills. Oh, are you going to be like my mentor? Like, um, you know how there's like master classes or like, you know, boot camps. So can okay, we hire so, you to be so our life we, coach? When we figure out how we're going to like meet and everything, like I may at some point ask you for uh, leadership classes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I have a whole line of videos online if you wanted to take a look. <laughs> Honestly, uh, they're, fantasy, they're pretty cheap, but they internet? are. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry? The fantasy, the fantasy web. And by that, I mean it's the spider web in the town square that I throw all of my products into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot. So part of I feel like the characteristic when information is forgotten, more often than not, it's unintentional. So like if I forget my name, I feel like it's because. I just forgot. And then after being like, oh, wait, shit, no, I mean this. And then it's like working myself out of a hole, essentially, to like, like justify it. why I made a mistake. But although there are some times where it is intentional, like trying to get into a place. <laughs> oh, also, how old are you? Do I have to say? How old do you appear? Like, do you appear to be 15 or 65? I appear or- to be 31. Okay. 31, we'll say ish, 31, and then that little. Yeah, little, uh, I, I mean, he did work for... in the wellness industry, so a lot of Botox, a lot yeah, of face if, creams. If you want an age range, got... I can give you an age range. And that age range is 31? The age range is 19 to 55. Okay. <laughs> You're a demographic? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty much, essentially. I'm going to keep it right around to 31, though. Got it. Also, a couple other pitches for title... Dungeons and Deadpans. Oh. Okay. Or Funyuns and Dragons. Ooh, a lot of Funyuns and Dragons. Lo- a lot of Funyuns and Dragons. Is that uh-huh, a play at uh-huh. a potential sponsorship deal? Possibly. There is. I'm, I'm chatting with Nabisco at the moment. We'll see where that gets me. How to succeed in D&D without really trying. <laughs> <laughs> D&D for dummies. How to win Dungeons and Influence Dragons. <laughs> That's funny. Not another teen Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Ah. Dark rooms and large reptiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, that sounds like a very specific kind of kink. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's the game. Uh, so do you want to keep talking about the name? Do we have any other business? Or do you want me to give you a little bit of a morsel of teaser so you kind of have something in mind as we start the first session? Um, yeah. Give me the morsel. A small morsel. So our adventure will open in the town of Remedy at the annual Harvest Tide Festival. This is a autumnal celebration. It's basically Thanksgiving, Halloween, autumnal equinox, all kind of rolled into one. The whole nation celebrates it, but you happen to be in Remedy, a town of about 500 people. So you should be thinking about what are you doing in Remedy? Do you live there already? Are you just passing through? Did you come for a specific reason? Are you looking for somebody? Are you looking for something? Do you have some kind of goal? Why did you end up in Remedy for the Harvest Tide Festival? What were you doing before? Again, if you live there, no big deal. But are you, you know, did you just come from slaying a mighty dragon? Probably not, actually, level three. Are you on the run? Things like that. So, what were you doing that brought you to Remedy and why are you in Remedy now? And depending on your goal in Remedy, where are you going next? So are you, oh, I'm just staying for the night until I move on and go fight the whatever goblin army, blah, blah, blah. 
or are you trying to put down some roots or are you just looking to kind of place to stay? Do you have a goal or are you just a wanderer kind of thing like that? So we will begin at the Harvest Tide Festival in the 500 person town of Remedy. And then, oh, yeah. uh, then we'll play some fucking Dungeons and Dragons and it oh. will be a lot of fun. 